0: joining us today. This is the Genuine Intelligence podcast where artificial intelligence meets real people. And I'm chatting with Steve Burrows who is one of the co-founders of Era, who builds incredible sustainable homes at really affordable prices with the customer. So, what we wanted to have a chat about today was Gardens and gardening, and yeah. how they affect us, how we are adapting to use them as we're kind of moving forward into the future with everything everything going on around us, with the world, the climate, everything. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, then. So, tell the viewers who you are, if that's okay.
1: Sure, sure. So, yeah, I'm Steve Burroughs, CBE. I'm a Commander of the British Empire, and I'm an engineer. Um, and my sort of uh, you know, my career has been long and storied through major projects around the world. Um, pretty sort of highly stressed job, I would say, over over the over my career. Um, and one of the ways that I've tried to sort of handle that stress is to spend time in nature and to really have and develop an interest in gardening. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means, um, but I certainly have learned to love having a garden uh, and I found in lockdown, you know, my my two kids came home and uh, because they lived in the city and they were locked down in their apartments and they came home because they liked the space that's around our home that gave them a chance to be outside, which they couldn't do in the city. So I think many people have come to appreciate the outdoor space more than they did before uh, as a result of the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was the same with, with myself as well. I, I actually moved back in home when we were in lockdown and uh, I don't know about, you know, where, where you are over in California, but we had a I remember it was scorching hot a um, couple of months while we were we were going through that phase of I think it was something like the 27th of March. We all shut down <laughs> in the UK. Um, sad that I remember the date, but uh, but yeah, the, the weather was like incredibly warm so a lot of my time was spent out in the garden and just enjoying nature and um, I guess as we've kind of come out of lockdown and come out of that you know need to stay locked up at home and utilize the outdoor space my question was always really you know are we still really making the most of that outdoor space and you know taking the benefits that enjoying a garden sitting in a garden and gardening and growing your own food and everything that comes with that are we still yeah. doing that and part of what we like to do on this podcast is put questions to chat gpt so i'm going to ask it you know has gardening evolved from being you know just a hobby are people really now spending more time than ever like what what do you think steve
1: i think i think it's evolved from from being just a hobby i think um, yeah it's interesting to see what chat gpt says but uh, i agree with you know point 4 for example therapeutic benefits um i've i've come to realize um, some obvious things you know one is you know there are four seasons and the, the garden looks different in each of those seasons mm-hmm. and to try and learn to find a way to make the garden look as I want it to be in -hmm. in each of those different seasons and the phases between the seasons. Uh, And I find that, um, you know, we have that saying, you know, stop and smell the roses. Um, I find that that telling myself to actually go do that, when the roses come out, go smell them. um, I just feel better. I just think this sort of connection between all of the senses, um, you know, that what you see and what you smell and what you hear um, they, they really makes a difference to me, and I sort of put everything in perspective when I'm able to do that. And uh, uh, and I and I think if we could all learn to 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 understand the benefits that nature can give us, uh, we'd be healthier for it, in mentally healthier for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And there are certain smells and senses that yeah. can almost take you back. Um, you know the. Oh, totally we were talking earlier about the um the smell of jasmine and, yeah. um and geraniums as well. For me, you know, I, I grew up in Greece for the first five, six years of my life and spent every summer back there, um, kind of growing up. And those smells just take me back to the tiny little corridors of the streets in Greece. And it's um it's funny, isn't it, how smells can really transport you isn't there? it really
1: lift you I, I yeah we were talking about jasmine because you know i was mm-hmm. saying that when i walk the dog each morning you know i turn the corner at the end of the street and there's somebody's grown jasmine in their yard it's all in flower right now and the smell sort of hits you as you turn the corner and you know i really look forward to it and i think you know isn't it interesting how that just one piece of of ground just having that that plant there makes me ju- you know it just lifts me and uh, yeah. and uh I, you know and i'm excited for it every day but, but you know, in three months' time, it will you know that smell will be gone, and so you know, what is it replaced with? but um i th- I think the the notion of a garden that can attract things that lift you, um you know that's something that's worth exploring,
0: yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier, you know going through the seasons i i personally like i I can smell the different seasons if that makes sense, so yeah. as you're kind yeah. of coming into autumn, you have that. You know the leaves coming off the trees, the dewiness of the grass, because everything's sort of um all misty and murky on a morning and um that kind of almost crispness and clearness of you know an icy cold frozen morning and and you know I can't imagine people go out and sit in the garden when it's minus five degrees. But if you've ever just gone out on a walk in the cold and there are there are places around the world that are continually that kind of temperature. You know, yep. my other half has got family in Norway and we're planning on visiting them soon. And um it's gonna be a shock to the system for me being half Greek because <laughs> I'm not used to the cold at all. Um, but it's gonna be, you know, it, the the senses and the smells are, are gonna really kind of yep. create new memories almost. But
1: um, I think another thing chat ChatGPT's put in that answer is that there's the, is the mm-hmm. sort of social benefits because yeah. you know one of the things that that uh, if you look back in the past uh, people had allotments and they grew food um, and they did that as much for the you know for for the satisfaction of growing your own food, but as it was for the social interaction. You know, you would meet people with a common interest, and I think as we cities have become denser and people have started you know living in these environments that. You don't always have as much access to open space. Um, you know, you lose both the social connection of, of, of allotments and also the ability to, to you know grow your own food, which is incredibly satisfying thing to do. So mm-hmm. um, I think if, if we could find a way to bring that back somehow. Um, I think there are there are multiple benefits of uh, you know there's there's a problem a growing problem with loneliness and I think mm-hmm. you know people like to be um, spend time with people who have common interests and I think you know growing food is something that has you know multiple benefits for people uh, beyond just the fact that you know you can eat you know wonderful things that you you're able to create yourself
0: yeah absolutely i remember when i was younger my uh, my mum decided to try and grow some vegetables and she planted these carrots and radishes and i think cucumbers maybe she tried um and the carrots came out about an inch long it was yeah. just it was awful and and the radishes were okay but they were just absolutely infested with um maggots and um, so you just you couldn't eat any of it so I guess I've always had a bit of a a fear of growing my own food. I don't know, probably the fear of getting it wrong or not knowing what I'm doing. But growing um,
1: herbs, growing herbs is one way, you know, around that. But uh, I mean, I hate cucumbers. I've got to tell you that I couldn't eat a cucumber. You could, you'd I have think... to torture me to get me to eat a cucumber.
0: <laughs> it's like, a, have you seen those videos? Those clips of cats and cucumbers. Apparently, cats are terrified no. of cucumbers. So yeah, so just I guess going back to that fear of kind of, you know, do I even attempt to grow my own vegetables because yeah. I I have no idea where to start and apparently it's quite a simple thing. You just have to get the basics right and um one of the the questions I always have was um, you know, Are we are we really adapting to, you know, people now really starting to grow their own
1: food? I think this idea of growing your own food. So there's a sort of for me, there's sort of a a myth that in a sustainable future, you know, we're all going to wear hemp shirts and ride bicycles and grow the food that we eat. And it's sort of this caricature sort of tree hugger sort of life. And um, I, I sort of don't don't see it that way um i do think that food tastes better when it's in season and it's local and Mm -hmm. i don't know why i think that um but but, you know my example is in california you can get blackberries um whenever whenever you want um and i actually asked the store um can i just buy them when they're in season and the supermarket don't know when any of the food that they've got is in season they don't know where it came from they don't know how long it was from when it was farmed to when it's sold um and and i do think that that those flavors and smells you know and and you know tastes that take you back to to the things that you loved in your childhood mm-hmm. come from having things that are fresh because we used to eat food that was local and fresh and we've lost that um and i think it's just better mm-hmm. if we can get that back so the most local and fresh you can get is grown at yourself in your own garden so mm-hmm. you know that's sort of my motivation um I, I I just you know I I just wish and I do think in the future when we look at the actual costs of transporting stuff all around the world, um, you know it's going to get more and more expensive as 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 uh, the impact on the environment gets played out. That we're going to eat more locally grown food that um, and and it will just taste better.
0: Yeah absolutely and you touch on a point there with talking about you know foods that you can grow in certain seasons and honestly i wouldn't know where to start and and when so i've asked ChatGPT, gpt you know okay name Mm -hmm. a couple of a couple of things you can grow within certain seasons and it it kind of makes sense you know in spring you're able to grow things like spinach lettuce radishes peas carrots um you know your typical salad type of vegetables and it's the same with summer as well um and then obviously we all know pumpkins you know are grown uh, around Halloween uh, time but it was interesting actually to to, to kind of really read through these because I think we take for granted how um, accessible this food is all year round and actually it's not um, you know it's not always available if you were to grow it yourself and I think we we take take advantage of that a little bit too much. And we don't realise that, you know, you you can't just decide to grow pumpkins in January because it just won't happen. Um, yep. But if you really wanted to buy them somewhere, somehow, you, you could, um, and probably online as well, you know, on the internet,
1: yeah, because they might be forced in in greenhouses or something somewhere. But it but it also impacts the sort of dishes that you make, you know. Because we you know yeah. we always tended in childhood, you know, to have the sort of hearty, you know, stews and things in the winter, and you know the lighter, more salad lighter in the summer. And you know that's part of you know getting a good layer of fat on for the winter to get through the cold winter months, and you know losing it in the summer, you know, and and all of those those things. And we we've sort of lost that. Connection to nature. I think that's the important thing here in gardens is that, that you know, food that's in season sort of, you know, it also creates a, a sort of memory that connects you to uh, more, more closely to nature, which is part of, you know, uh, mental health, well-being is feeling connected to nature, I think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I've lived in homes where well, look, even my current home now, it's it's a new build and we've got construction happening literally just across the yeah. road. We didn't have any birds, any butterflies. We had one mangy pigeon who <laughs> keeps coming back and um, is just making a mess over the fence. And it's a nightmare. But so we go to... Have you given him a name? Yes, pigeon. Pigeon.
1: Pigeon-ton. Pigeon-ton. Pigeonton.
0: Pigeonton. Yes. Yes. From uh, Paddington. Nice. A pigeon in Paddington called Pidgington. He's he's so anyway, um, but we go to jo, you know, my, my partner's mum's house and um, she has almost a bird problem. There are that many sparrows and um pigeons as well, but sparrows and um little brown birds and blue tits and her garden yeah. is just full of nature. And it inspired me in thinking, you know, how can we create more biodiversity when, you know, if you live yeah. in a city. And you might still have an outdoor space, but it's not necessarily going to be full of butterflies and bumblebees. But there are ways to encourage biodiversity as well. And um, I guess asking Chat GPT, you know, it talks about planting a variety of native plants and, you know, creating micro habitats like little birdhouses and butterfly feeders. And I know you've, you've done a lot of work um, around biodiversity with your garden, haven't you?
1: I have, yeah, but but it, and I've also made a ton of mistakes, you know. The the um, so I had this sort of idea that that if you if you believe that your garden can sort of um, sort of inspire all of your senses. So most of us, you know, buy plants based on on color and and visual. But I was like, if you do it on smells and through the seasons, what would you do? And if you do it on attracting, you know, birds and bees and butterflies. And, you know, I, I noticed that far less butterflies now uh, in my garden than there was when I was a child. And so I was trying to understand why and how could we attract more butterflies back. back. Um, But some of the plants I put in, I've got one in particular, a tree that when it blossoms in the spring, attracts wasps. And there are thousands of them around, around this tree. I mean, fortunately, they, they don't seem to, you know, they seem to like the tree more than me. And so I haven't really had a problem with them other than, you know, the, the noise that they make and the fact that, that I, I attracted so many of them. But I, I hadn't, I hadn't sort of considered it, right? I hadn't realized, I hadn't asked the question about that tree and what, what does it attract? And so I think, you know, one of the ideas here is that in attracting, you know, in creating biodiversity, I think you have to think beyond just color you have to say you know how does how does what i plant uh, impact all of my senses and how do i sort of uh, what how do i make a decision on what i would like to be attracted to the garden because you will you can choose i ch- i wanted hummingbirds in my garden in california because first of all i'd never seen a hummingbird before i lived in california and they're just amazing things and i wanted to see more of them so you know i went to the to the place of my my plants from, and I said, how do I attract more hummingbirds? And I said, oh, put these plants in, and they'll come, and they do. And so, you know, thinking about those things, I think is, is important, and something we don't do enough because when yeah. I see them, I just think, you know, what amazing creatures! You know, isn't the world amazing? And uh, it's this, you know, this well being feeling that you get from those things.
0: Absolutely, and I think sometimes maybe the question of, you know, does it cost a lot? to have a beautiful garden and grow a beautiful garden. Because, you know, when you start with a square of grass and four fence panels around it, you know, yeah. where do you start? How much does it cost? Because, you know, I, you, you could go down to your local nursery and pick out a load of beautiful flowers and plants. But, I mean, some, you know, even simple olive trees are, uh, you know, $30, $40 a piece. And when you really start adding it up, is it is it expensive to to really begin with? Um, Because for people like myself and my partner, when we bought our home, we had to plough everything we had financially into it, into the deposit that we put down, because obviously the cost of living is, is heightened. The cost of housing has increased over the years. And, you know, it's taken us till almost the age of 30 without any help. Extern- uh, externally from parents or family to actually buy our own home. That when we moved in, we didn't really have much actual capital left over to then go out and you know throw a couple of thousand dollars into the garden um attract nature. And the way we had to do it is, um, I invested in some artificial flowers just for a little bit of color. But mm-hmm. the more you sit out there, the more you realize actually you're not attracting any nature. It might look nice you're not attracting any nature to the garden, it, it makes you realise actually how important it is to, to, to have nature out there, I guess. And where I'm going with this is there are cheaper ways of, of being able to grow plants and flowers. And one of my neighbours, um, I don't even know what type of hedge or bush it is, but it was climbing up and over our fence. So I took a snippet of it and uh, you know, it's, it's in a glass on the kitchen window in some water. And I'm going to try and propagate it because I've seen that, yeah. you know, you take a clipping of something and you, you give it enough water for a long enough time that it will grow roots and then you can plant it. So there are ways of actually doing things.
1: Many ways. I mean, you know, the great thing about nature is that, that, that you know, the word itself tells you it's natural. So you know these these things will happen. You just simply need to encourage them. So you, with a garden, you can spend as much or nothing uh, as you wish to create what you want. Uh, you just have to be thoughtful about it. And I think that 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 that's really the notion of what we're talking about today. Is that if you if you think about it, there's plenty of help. You know, we've got access to the internet. You can Google these things, and you can find you know what plants grow and what season. Just like you looked at food for each season. So there's lots of information out there and you can propagate these things. You can propagate these things with, you know, if you're growing food, you know, it's pretty easy to to grow potatoes from potatoes and um, you just have to want to do it. And once once you do it, 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 you know, it effectively comes free. So the garden will pay for itself. You know, we're lucky that, you know, that it rains. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and the wind blows and, and which you know moves the pollen and the birds right. and the bees and the butterflies are very good at propagating things and moving mm-hmm. things from one place to another. Right. Um, and, and so nature is trying to help us all the time. Uh, we just need to give it a little bit of a helping hand and, and it will do everything for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess it, it all ties back into that mental health and well-being yeah. as well, because I think when you've spent so much time working on a particular project whether it's you know a personal project like gardening or growing vegetables or climbing a a mountain or even as simple as as a project at work that you've put your heart and soul into the outcome at the end it's it's so worthwhile and i think sometimes the longer things take like gardening for example growing your own plants and trees and vegetables and um, it's really satisfying at the end of it when you know you've put that effort in yourself and you haven't just driven to a a shop and and bought them um, like you can. I think
1: so I I think I think you know there's physical benefits from doing the work and I think equally you know people say I haven't got green fingers I wouldn't know what I'm doing and I actually think you know some of the things i've done that that have been complete and utter failures um you know i've sort of learned from and um and and it's it's not a bad thing you know you plant something and it doesn't and it dies just mm. instead of giving up at that point saying to yourself well i must have done something wrong and uh what can i learn from it to do, to do it better next time you know, maybe it's the right plant in the wrong location. It doesn't get you know once the morning sun and it doesn't get it. It's in too much shade or I've watered it or whatever, whatever it might be. Um, but you you want you know if you start taking note, um, you will learn and you will learn the things you grow and the thing the things that will grow based on the soil type or whatever. But there's lots and lots of help out there, and uh, and when you do get it right, you know the satisfaction is immense. And I think that's really what we're talking about. Is yeah. Now, how can gardens improve the quality of, of our lives? And because um, I think they do. And they're there. They're asking us that they're, they're, they're saying, you know, every garden out there is saying, I can help you to feel a lot better. Um, just just help me to help you. And, and that's what we want to encourage, right? People who say, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give my garden every chance to help me to feel better about myself. Um, and they will. And they do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and and considering the lives that we all have as well, being yeah. super super busy.
1: Yeah, I think I think you want to. I think what I, what I'd like to encourage is people just to mm-hmm. try and um, and 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 to be in contact. You know, there are so many groups today. You can you know through through various social media platforms where you can be in touch with people who are are also trying, and they'll share things with you, and so you'll create a community. You'll you'll join a community of people who are trying. And and you know that if you're getting some personal benefit from it, then there's nothing to lose. You know, effectively you can propagate plants for for free. You can you be part of a community trying to create something, and you'll get the personal benefits back from it. I I don't really see a downside, and so I think it's important that that people you know, enjoy the upside because you spend so much time on your home, um, you know, inside. Um, and and you know, that's great. You can watch TV and maybe, you know, maybe you can enjoy a, a TV show and that's great. But but that moment of being out in a garden and just effectively meditating where you're looking and going, Oh my gosh, this is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. unbeatable, really. And um it, you know, those Zen moments that make you feel good, um, creating more of those. I think would be good for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I guess for those who don't have an outdoor space or a garden, because a lot of people nowadays are being sort of pushed into having to live in apartments um, and complexes, you know, there are options out there as well you know there there are allotments and um really interesting ways how you can grow your own vegetables and your own food indoors as well there was one way that i i mentioned to you earlier hydroponics i'd never heard yeah. of that just explain how that works yeah you can you can
1: grow plants in in water and you can grow them through like a drip irrigation you can grow them in your home yeah. so i think the thing people have come across commonly are, are like living walls and um, some of these plants can do amazing things. So, you know, when you go out and buy, you, you put carpets in your home or furniture in your home. Um, I, I'm sure you know this, but those those things off gas, they give off a gas that uh, reduces the air quality inside mm-hmm. your home and plants will clean it for you. You can you can actually improve your indoor environment uh, with plants. Um, you know, nature's great. It acts as a filter. It will clean out things that are harmful and it will provide more positive things. We all know about, you know, oxygen and carbon dioxide and the reason that there's life on this on this piece of rock uh, is because of nature. Uh, and nature can do that indoors as well as it can do outdoors. Um, but there's also, you know, a lot of parks and open spaces. If If you walk through a park um, there's there's a couple of ways you can walk through it. You can just use it as a route from A to B, or you can use it as a place to actually learn about somebody who knows how to grow things. And they'll tell you about what works in a particular space. And you can find corners of the park that you like more than others. And so just this idea of, you know, maybe it's not your own nature. Maybe it's somebody else's nature. But you can just get exactly the same benefits um, as as, you know, if you haven't got a garden um by either growing plants indoors or going to places where somebody's already done it for you and you can just enjoy it um uh, more than you do presently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned these um almost um natural walls that you can create in yeah. your home. They're becoming more of a like an architectural piece, aren't they? Like almost yeah. artwork and um, you yeah. know, it, it's becoming more popular to, you know, have plants indoors and like you say, the the biological benefits and the mental benefits that you get, you know, physically as well from from having all of these plants indoors. Yeah, I
1: think if you keep in mind this nature of, the, this idea that nature can inspire all of your senses, um, you know, the the point really is that applies indoors as much as it does outdoors. Um, the the more adjacent to to nature you can be, uh, the better you will feel. And I, and I'm just sort of constant constantly aware that we all have these incredibly busy, stressful lives. And it it's it's important for us that we get moments where we can enjoy uh part of nature. We're all on this earth for just such a short time. And um and we should enjoy it as much as we possibly can. And I think being close to nature is always more enjoyable than not.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. So yeah so should we wrap it up there and sure. um but yeah thank you for watching or listening wherever you are today and uh, hope to catch you on the next podcast